Well, we're going to carry on looking now. Um, so if you'd like to turn with me to Luke chapter 4. If you don't have a Bible, then just stick your hand up and our stewards will come and bring you a Bible. We're carrying on our series um, of seven reasons that Jesus came into the world. And tonight we're thinking about the fact that Jesus said he came to preach the kingdom of God. So we're going to be looking at Luke uh, chapter 4, and we're starting at verse 38. It's on page 1031 of the Church of Ireland. So please stick your hand up if you need one, for the students will bring you a Bible. Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 38. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of illness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, <coughs> excuse me, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. And I want you uh, to think with me for a second about what you want for Christmas. If you could have anything at all, nothing's impossible, nothing's off the cards, what would it be? What's the most important thing? Maybe it's being healed of that illness or disease that's been crippling you. Maybe it's feeling loved at Christmas and not lonely. Maybe it's a wish to rid the world of all evil. Or maybe it's a possession. Maybe we want a new car, some new clothes, a new house. Whatever it is, we all have something we value most in this world. And tonight, we're going to think about what Jesus says is the most important thing. And tonight, we're going to be thinking about the kingdom of God. So I thought it would be good to just spend a few minutes thinking, what is the kingdom? What do we mean when we say the kingdom of God? Now, in the Bible, the kingdom of God can mean a few things. But here in the book of Luke, which is an eyewitness account of Jesus' life, it specifically refers to being part of God's family, of being in a right relationship with God and living with him as Lord over your life. The kingdom is also something that is now, but not yet. So there are some things about it we're going to experience now in this life, and there's some things that we can look forward to in the future. But let's jump into our passage and find out. So the first thing we're going to think about is Jesus reveals what the kingdom is like. Jesus reveals what the kingdom is like. In the passage before uh, the one we're looking at tonight, Jesus has just helped a man who was possessed by an evil or impure spirit. Jesus drives the demon out, demonstrating absolute authority over evil. And just look down at verse 36. Look at the reaction of the crowd. All the people were amazed. And verse 37, 
and the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus is getting a name for himself. People have uh, seen something of his power and authority, and they want, um, that, want him to help them also. And in our passage, we start by seeing Jesus demonstrating his power and authority. Just look down with me at 38 and 39. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Simon's mother-in-law is uh, ill in bed with a fever. And now this might not sound uh, very serious, but you've got to remember that this wasn't in the uh, age of modern medicine. It wasn't where you could just take a couple of paracetamol or have a bit of antibiotics and you'll be fine. Illness and disease in this culture often led to death. Even something as small as a fever could be deadly. But in verse 39, Jesus simply rebukes the fever. He literally tells the fever, go, get out of this body. And what does the fever do? It leaves her immediately. It immediately leaves her. But even more amazing is the fact that she then gets up and waits on them. You see, this isn't like the day after you've been ill and you still feel a bit groggy, a bit rubbish, a bit sore. No, Jesus has such power that he restores her completely back to 100% immediately. So much so that she doesn't need a week to recover, she doesn't need a few days in bed, but she can get up at once and serve them. And things only get even more amazing. Look down at verse 40 with me. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Just imagine with me for a second that you heard about someone who could heal any disease. Imagine that they then came to Edinburgh. How quickly would we try and find them? Imagine the man who could heal any disease, any sickness, any infirmity. And this is what happens in our passage. People flock from everywhere to see Jesus and to be healed. And what does Jesus do? How does he respond? Well, he heals every single one of them. We're told he started at sunset. So how much of the night did he spend uh, healing these people, touching the sick? I think in these verses, we need to see the compassion and love of Jesus. You see, sickness in ancient society, and especially in the religious practices of the day, it was synonymous. It was the same as being dirty. Being ill meant that you couldn't come before God. So for Jesus, the Son of God, who we're going to find out more about later, to take time for these people, to touch them, to heal them, was incredible. And all of this is meant to reveal to us what God's kingdom is like. Jesus, through these miracles, is showing us what it's meant to be like in the kingdom. It's meant to be a place of love and compassion. A place for the outsider. It's a place without sickness or disease, without pain or infirmity. It's meant to be a place without evil. Look down at verse 41. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Jesus performs uh, more miracles. This time he's ridding people of demons. And this is just as bad as any disease or illness. 
Demons are evil spirits that live inside people. Throughout the four eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, there are lots of accounts of evil spirits controlling people, making their life an absolute misery, driven away from their homes, from their friends, from their family, often forced to live outside of the towns in solitary places and caves. The life of a demon-possessed person was a nightmare. But Jesus simply cast them out, showing that in God's kingdom there is no place for evil. There's no place for the misery that evil causes. And this is something that falls into that not yet category of God's kingdom. You see, we don't yet experience a world without suffering and without pain. But as Christians, that is the firm and solid hope we have for the future. However, Jesus not only reveals to us what the kingdom is like, but he also reveals who he is. Just look down at verse 41 again. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. The demons knew exactly who Jesus was. He was the Messiah, the son of God. And this is why he could perform such wonderful and amazing miracles with such awesome authority. He is the son of God. Not only this, he's also the Messiah, And the Messiah was just a term um, for the Old Testament king, the promised king. The king is here to reveal what the kingdom is like. But did Jesus come uh, just to heal people and be popular? No, he came to preach the kingdom of God. That's our second point. Jesus preaches the good news of the kingdom. Jesus preaches the good news of the kingdom. Look down at verse 42 with me. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Jesus has made such a name for himself as a miracle worker and a healer that people don't want him to leave. They try and keep him from uh, leaving the town that they live in. And that's so understandable, isn't it? This man has healed my paralyzed friend. He's healed my baby from cancer. He's healed my father of leprosy. But what does Jesus say? Look down with me. But he said, I must proclaim the the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. Jesus says that he was sent in these verses. And in another eyewitness account of Jesus' life, in the book of John, we read these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. You see, God sent Jesus, God gave his son, Jesus, into the world because he loved the world. So then what is this good news Jesus is so keen on preaching? What news could be so important that it's better than healing the sick and ridding people of evil? Well, the good news is that the kingdom is now open. This kingdom of perfect love and compassion, of no tears or sickness or disease, a place where children don't die young and people never get old, is open for you and for me. 
You see, Jesus, he loves the poor and he loves the sick, but he knows that healing them in this life won't save them for the next. Healing them from this life, healing them from the disease and the infirmity in this life is not going to save them for the next. So Jesus, he wants to go out to the other towns and he wants to say, listen to me. The way to the kingdom is now open. You can be part of my family. You can be right with God and you can live forever in a perfect kingdom. And this is more important than any healing. But the question we're left with is how? How can it be possible for people like me and you, people who are sinners, people who do wrong things, people who don't obey God, how can we be friends with this God who is holy and perfect and just? A God who must punish sin and rebellion. Well, it's because Jesus died. Jesus, the one who even the demons knew was the son of God. Jesus who healed the sick. Jesus who loved the unlovable. Jesus who had compassion on people and wanted to rid the world of all its evil. Jesus who was perfect and blameless. He's the one who died. He went to the cross and there God poured out all his anger, all his just anger and wrath at everything wrong we have ever done. For every sin we've ever committed, from those little light wise, white lies to murder and affairs, Jesus died for. This, my friends, is the good news of the kingdom. If we accept that Jesus died in our place, if we say sorry to God and ask for his forgiveness, we can come into this kingdom. The kingdom of perfection and eternal life. Why did Jesus come? He came to say the way is open. I have made a way through the cross for you. Yes, you, right here, right now, to be in God's kingdom forever. Are you in God's kingdom? Are you looking forward to eternity with God in perfection? Do you have security for the future? Let me ask you this. If you walked out these doors tonight and dropped dead, would Jesus know you? Would he say, welcome home, or would he say, away from me, you evildoer? The kingdom is open, and that's why the herald angels could sing. That's why we can say, joy to the world, because the Lord has come. If you're here tonight and you know that you aren't in this kingdom, then we would love to talk to you more. There's going to be a prayer team down here at the, after the service, and I'll be at the back, and I'd love to talk to you more. You see, the kingdom is open for all, and that's the most important thing. It's the greatest news. It's the reason that Jesus came. This Christmas, don't reduce God to be a faraway stranger, but look down to the God in the manger. Let's pray together.